coming in hot, hot, hot. Lisa shares her financial tips and strategies to build wealth, have fun with finances, and be debt-free without having a restrictive budget. From bankrupt to millionaire, Lisa knows what it's like to feel as if you're living paycheck to paycheck. Her unconventional money multiplier system is the very wealth protocol that enabled her to retire two and a half years early, pay down $100,000 of debt in six months, and move to her dream home at the beach. Hey, hey, welcome to this episode of I Date Money. I'm your hostess, Lisa Drennan, and today we are spending time with Jessica Marie. She is an incredible life coach, energy healer, and women's retreat host. Her purpose is guiding others to create more fulfillment and success by removing deeply ingrained patterns and behaviors, keeping them stuck so they can get clear on leading a life through their heart's desires. She uses trauma-informed coaching, NLP, Reiki, and breathwork to get her clients the best results efficiently as possible. Love what you're doing. I love how you've combined these modalities, especially, I mean, they all go together, the NLP, the Reiki, the breath work. I can't even imagine your clients must get super fast results. <laughs> I would like to say so. <laughs> I mean, mostly. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. Well, they would if they followed the protocol, right? <laughs> yeah, 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 exactly. But yeah, it's a it's a beautiful blend of really truthfully what's worked for me. Mm-hmm. I feel like I'm always I, I am a person that is like I have to do it myself and go through my method before I give it to somebody else. So I think that's where I'm like, yeah, proof is in the pudding. Like when we can, yeah, like you said, mix and, and match all these different levels and modalities together, then yeah, like you get a really good re- result and outcome. Yeah. And if you're not doing your own program and selling the results that you have, you're never going to make any money. <laughs> you and exactly. money can be best friends forever. But, you know, if you're not selling the results that you have, yeah, money is not going to come. And I think a lot of, you know, coaches, entrepreneurs, they will just throw, let, let's throw it at the wind and see if it sticks, you know? Mm-hmm. So how did you come about using this mythology to make money for yourself? <sighs> well, started with me. <laughs> so, to give a long story short, um, I was in corporate America for about three and a half years when I got out of college in 2015. So in 2016, I moved to Los Angeles, started my career. In the beginning, it was fashion and it was also business. So I was like creative and business. Let's see where this goes. So um, the the position that I was working in, I was in a digital marketing um uh, department and kind of running, uh, the e-commerce, uh, department as well. And so, um, while I was there, I recognized the things that I didn't want. And my first entry point into entrepreneurship was fitness. And so through that, um, it led me to personal development. And so I always like to share that because I feel like for a lot of people, fitness is like the open door of like, personal development for them. And for me, that's what it was. And so I did that for about two years. I really enjoyed it. I loved it. But then something was missing. And I think it was really uh, the depth that I think I was missing. I'm like, writing you a, a program for training and nutrition isn't satisfying me because I'm always like, what's the mindset? Like, what is it that you actually want to accomplish? Right? It's not just a physique. It's like the why behind it. So that drove me quite a bit. 
And then I always say your inner world is a reflection of your outer world. And I started feeling unfulfilled in my body. And I was like, fitness isn't going to fix this. So that's really where I started to dive deeper into meditation, dive deeper into breath work, actually, and came to a conclusion that I was no longer able to serve my clients with just physical. I wanted to do the emotional, the mental, the spiritual. And again, before I could even tap my toe into that, I was like, I'm ready to go through my own transformation. And so that's really where um, I decided to hire my first mentor. And he took me through the depths of my psyche and helped me really look at my belief systems, look at money, look at myself in a new way. And so that's really where everything started to birth and my mind started opening. I had an awakening and I was like, this is the path for me. I love that. And to be able to, to get that so young in your career, right? Because a lot of times, you know, people will come into this entrepreneurial world and they pick a niche because someone tells them to, and like yeah. they do this thing and then they waste all this time months, maybe even years, and they're not happy. So knowing that you were like seeking and you found exactly what you were looking for and and questioning yourself, like, you know, our thoughts are our most powerful tool that we have. And when it comes to money, when it comes to finances, it's scary investing in ourselves. You know, we have that old story that we tell ourselves, well, I'm not worth it. I'm not going to invest in myself. So what drove you to want to invest in yourself to be able to be where you are today? Oh, this is such a good question. Um, Really, truthfully, it started back where um, I gained like 30 pounds in five months and I was still working corporate. I'll be honest, I was partying a lot. I was being around people that didn't really value myself. I think I started not to value myself. And I think I was trying to numb myself because I started to feel like really irritable at my corporate job. I was like, starting to feel like, why did I move here? I'm 2,300 miles away from my mom and for this, you know? And so I think I utilized partying and eating my feelings to just like numb out and be like, well, maybe this is just what it is and I need to deal with it. And so I think for me, what really shifted was when I gained all that weight and, you know, like every, a lot of people, I want to try it on my own. And I'm totally for that. Try it on your own because sometimes we need to learn and also go through our own experiences. So I tried to lose all the weight on myself, on my own. I ended up actually buying hundreds of dollars of eBooks and courses and programs for these like 30 day weight loss challenges. And I'm like, nothing worked. I would go right back to my habits. So I was like, I think it's time for me to like invest into a serious Uh, a serious investment with a trainer and nutrition coach. That was my first ever investment. And I kid you not, I was so excited to give them my credit card. I was like, please fix me, please help me. And when I started getting the results, it almost felt euphoric. So for me, investing was like a must. I was like, oh my God, if investing in myself feels like this, what else can I do? So that was the first one. Um, I did a bodybuilding competition, which was probably roughly around 2000 in total with like the trainer with the suit and all of that, that felt really exciting. I got the really best results. I felt invigorated. And so when I was shifting into uh corporate or shifting from corporate to, um, entre- my entrepreneurial journey, I had to invest in a business coach. Cause I didn't know where I was starting. Like you said, I did not know what I was doing. So I think that was my first investment of like, I think total like 5,000. 
and it felt exciting. So for me, investing, I I just have a different mindset. To me, it's a winning mentality when you really choose yourself and you start to invest in yourself because take the guesswork out. And if you find somebody that you align with and you understand their methodologies and they have proof of concept, why not pay somebody to help you expedite the process of getting results and again, making money. Every single investment I've made, most of them anyway, have been a complete return on investment. Mm -hmm. That's beautiful. I love that. So when you were growing up with money, what was your relationship like? Well, so my mom was primarily my caretaker and my dad wasn't really so much like in my, in my life. So my mom, it's so funny, actually, you mentioned this cause I was just talking about this yesterday with, um, with somebody and my mom was always somebody that in my perspective, in my eyes, as a young child, I saw her money flows everywhere all the time. And with my mom, she worked really hard to give me what I wanted and also just like create the life that I wanted to have. And so, um, yeah, money was never an issue for us at all. I would say we were like, we were upper middle class, but yeah, I, I feel like for her, what I saw was that, um, money just flows. And so I was like, okay, yeah, money just flows, you know? And so, but I, it always gave me, it never, I'm sorry. It never didn't, give me the opportunity of wanting to work for myself. Like my mom always was like, I'll support you, but I also wanted to earn my own money. And Mm -hmm. so when I started to unravel my um, money behaviors, because what was happening was that I was investing so much to the point where I was really accumulating personal debt, where it was like, all right, like we need to really reassess like investing is great, but like, we're all the way at the edge of like, anytime I would receive like money from a client, I'd be like, cool, I'm going to invest in something else. And so I always am somebody that's like wanting to be self and like improve myself always. Um, and so for my mom, what I realized was that, um, she again, gave me the opportunity to support my, me. So for me, I think that I had this like idea in my head where it's like, I could spend whatever I want because I know she's always going to like pour back into me. And so, um, when I've been working on my money mindset, I, I realized too, that like, I, that's why I'm so far on the spectrum. Cause I'm like, oh, well I'm taking care of no matter what. And so mm-hmm. for her, she's always provided in that way, because I think for her, when she grew up, she never had that from her family. So she's like, I want to work hard for my family to provide the best life possible. Even if that means I have to sacrifice and suffer. Oh, wow. And I, she's still doing this now that you're an adult. She does support me when I need it for sure. And she's always like, here, you want gas money here? Do you want money for, you know, dinner and things like that? And sometimes I'm like, yes. And other other times I'm like, no, mom, actually I'm good, but thank you. You know, and and I think that's truly how she shows her love is through cooking because she's also Sicilian. She loves to cook. So she shows her affection through food. And I think also in, in money and not, I don't think she under, like, I don't think she connects it to, oh, like in order for me to receive love for my daughter, I need to give her money to support her. But I think like, again, that's an extension of support and unconditional love. Let me support you. Let me show you how much you're, you're valued, you're worthy by supporting you in this way. Yeah. And, and so it's a beautiful connection too, because when you know you have that support, you know, whether it be from a parent or a partner, 
it really just creates that security blanket for you. And it does allow you to invest and get a little bit risky with, you know, leveraging credit, leveraging debt to further yourself and, and to improve yourself, knowing that, okay, I'll be okay if I do this. And knowing that more money is coming and more yeah. money is flowing your way because you have this beautiful relationship with money and, you know, you have that support system in place. A lot of people don't have that. So it's a really beautiful thing to have. And subconsciously, we know like you know, the money stories that we grow up with really dictate how we're using our money today. So thinking about how you were raised and this beautiful support that you have from your mom, how is that driving your decisions in your in your personal and your business finances? I would say, you know, it's... It, it's interesting because I think it, I started using it, you know, in the beginning of my entrepreneurial journey as a crutch because I was again like, yes, it, I'm so grateful. I feel so privileged that I have that support with her, from her. But in the beginning, it was kind of like so like, again, I was going all the way to the spectrum where I was like getting in so much debt over time to be like, oh, no, it's fine. No, it's fine. No, it's fine. And then it was like, oh, well, now this is actually a, like it was affecting my credit. It was affecting me as an individual. So it's like no matter if my mom was going to support me financially in one area, I'm still getting personally affected. So now I need to shift how I view money and recognizing that every time that I receive a payment from a client, I don't have to go invest it. I can actually put it towards debt. And so I've always been a very tenacious person. I'm very ambitious. And so, you know, for me, it's like my business is my baby. It's I'm married to my business. Like it is absolutely everything. But again, it was getting to a place where I was neglecting, you know, the other child, which was my personal <laughs> my personal finances and my business finances were flat, like we're, we're soaring, but the personal was like, Hey, yo, hi, like pay attention to me, pour into me too. So, um, I think over the last couple of years, I started to really look at every dollar and I love what you said before this podcast, every dollar having a job. So mm -hmm. I started to just kind of think about what I'm spending, um, the instant gratification, which is definitely something I'm still moving through. Um, again, I think coming back to just the truth of like, I always got what I wanted and I never, and I will say like, I never was somebody that's like, I want this, I want that, I want it now, but it was just like, oh yeah, that looks nice. Mom's like, okay, sure. I'll get that for you. You know? And I think that's where the instant gratification comes in. And so as I'm like vulnerably and honestly still working through the instant gratification, it's definitely helping to see like the bigger picture of like, I am here to, you know, manage money better. And I have been doing that over the last couple of years through just looking at all of my money, looking at through, looking through um, my investments and thinking about like, is this something I actually need right now? Or can it hold back? Can I wait? Can I sleep on it for a week and then decide? So that's my yeah. That's a beautiful strategy to have in place. Uh, when you think about, you know, the the relationship between your business finances and your personal finances, you know, a lot of time business owners will have somebody manage their back end for their business, but then their personal just kind of lingers, you know, kind of lonely stepchild out in the cold type of thing. Yeah. So if you were to um, consider hiring a, a CFO to manage your businesses, would you hire yourself? <laughs> oh man, probably not. <laughs> probably not because I'd be like, 
spend it. It's fine. Get another credit card out. Um, but no, I, I definitely think that, um, again, I'm, I'm getting better at looking at the right things, but I, I worked with a money coach actually within the last year and she was so helpful because she was that extra eye. And like, I would get like really stubborn. I'm like, Oh, I don't know about that. And she's like, you're, there's your pattern again. You keep wanting to do this. And like, every time you get a payment, you want to do this. And I was like, Oh, damn it. You know what? You're right. And then she'd call me out, you know? And so, and then once she like wreck it, like reconciled with me, I was like, okay, cool. Like actually I do see the pattern. So yeah, no, I don't think I'd hire myself because I think I'm too biased of like the instant gratification of like, Oh, but this sounds so great. And this will do great for my business. And this will make me feel better. Cause again, I'm always somebody that wants to be around people that are like-minded, that are doing better than me, that I can. And to me, investing not only in my business for the practicality, the strategy, but also the person behind the business, I think is so important to, um, you know, work on ourselves. So I'm always, again, looking for those opportunities to say like, who can you see my blind spots? How can I be a better coach, be a better person, be a better woman, you know, all these things. So I think that also can play into the psyche quite a bit. So to answer your question, no, I would hire somebody else. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. I love that answer. And thank you for your honesty and um, just sharing that from your heart. Uh, Your whole face lights up when you talk about it. And I can see that you've really have invested in yourself and gotten to the point where like, I need help in this area and I'm going to go get it. And I don't care what the investment is because I'm worth it. Yeah. Having that strong sense of self-value and worth and confidence to be able to do it, knowing, like you said, you always received ROI. A lot of times coaches will invest in things and they'll be like, well, I didn't get an ROI on that, but they didn't do the work, you know? And really doing the work. And when you start with the mind in the subconscious, there's so many things that are wired deep into our subconscious that have been there since day one, right? And it's day zero. (laughs) And, you know, we're never taught finances. You know, we don't take financial classes growing up. You know, financial literacy is, is really on the low. And they say, there was a study done that in the next 10 years, women were going to manage 86% of the finances and then pass that down to the next generation. And if of the 86 women, 86% of the women who are going to do this, only 20% of them knew something about finances. And mm. I thought, this is why I date money is here. You know, just really understanding that, you know, if you don't know it all, you go to an expert, you know, such as myself, you worked with a money coach, a wealth activator, someone who's going to really understand the strategy behind optimizing the back end of your financials. So when you look at your business expenses, are you, you know, we think about it as a relationship. You said that your business is your baby. I love that because it is. And when you think about the business idea, that's the, you know, the the conception of that idea, you know, I date money came about in November of 22. And, you know, it's almost a year old. And then, you know, there's the milestones that we go through the, you know, the, the program, the coaches, the team building, and then the, you know, LLC, the corporation, and just, you know, growing it and thinking that as the stages of infancy to adulthood. And when do you ever arrive, right? Mm. It's thinking about your business and its growth. Are you happy with the numbers with which you've accomplished in the time that you've been doing your business? Honestly, like, I want to say yes, because the first year that I shifted into 
life coaching from fitness coaching. I invested my first ever 10, like 10 K for me at the time was a lot. And it was with a life coach and business mentor. And so I was like really nervous about that, but there was some part of me that was like, Ooh, yes. Like, because you know, when we talk about money, when we talk about investing, it should feel like a sting, but it shouldn't incapacitate you to the point where you can't pay your bills. Right. And it also makes you show up. And so for me, it was, it wasn't about the money. It was like, am I worthy of this $10,000? Am I worthy that like the results are going to come if I just bet on myself? And so once I started investing into that program and I put like my first down payment down, it was like the surge of energy of like, yeah, now we're going to show the F up and like, we have to do the work. And so I did the work and, um, that year I four times my income from last year. And I was like, holy shit. Like, I think within the first six months I made back the investment, if not 75% of it. So I'm like, okay, this works. So yeah, I, I do feel really, really proud of like where I'm at and where I'm going. Um, of course, like I always have monetary goals for myself and I try not to get so bent up if I don't hit those markers. But overall, I'm very, I'm very proud of like the work I've put into my relationship with money and what I'm doing for money. Right. I mean, I'm living a dream of like helping other people be their best versions of themselves and I'm getting paid for it. Like this is a dream. Like, what? yeah. <laughs> yeah. 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 And when you love what you do, I mean, it just comes natural and you can't help but do it because it's, it's your, it's wired in you. It's your gifts yeah. and talents. And, you know, it would be a disservice for you not to share with your clients, your expertise and that skill set, which is so needed. The tools that you're using are so powerful in getting shifts, especially when it comes to money. You know, the, the three main things are wealth, health, and relationships. You've been in all three. Yeah. And I always say like, you know, coaches that are health coaches will say, well, if you fix your health, the the wealth and the relationships will fall in. I'm like, no, if you get right with your money, everything else falls into place because money is the number one reason why we don't have good health and why we have poor relationships. I mean, so many, you know, there's a very high percentage of people who get divorced because of money. Yeah. And it's really just so simple. It's just having that relationship with money and, and creating the best customized SOP for your money management system to multiply money and to be able to create that reciprocal energy of giving and receiving. And I know um, we had talked about you giving. So what's your favorite place to give to? What do you like to support? Uh, Are you referring to like a giving back? Like a yeah, like donations. Yeah, charities. Yeah. Well, I recently actually um, just got back from a retreat in Taos, New Mexico. And so we did an incredible sweat lodge with one of the Native American tribal members. They have their own business and all of that because a lot of, um, just a side note, um, sweat lodge is a ceremony that you go into and you basically pray and it's a like spiritual detox. It can be obviously detoxifying and purifying for the physical body. There's a lot that goes into it. And it was just a perfect ending to our retreat. And so, um, when I was there, I was like, after I did the sweat lodge, I was like, I feel very called to give back to the native lands because, oh my gosh, like if it wasn't for the native Americans, we wouldn't be where we're at. And we're so privileged and we've taken so much advantage Mm -hmm. um, of them um, in that regard. And so, and also um, 
the the leader i don't want to i don't know exactly his specific title so i'm just going to say the leader of the uh, of the of the sweat lodge his daughter is actually uh raising funds for uh her to go to sundance which again is a very um sacred tradition that men mostly go to to become a man and women get to go sometimes if they feel called for women to or girls to turn into women and so um i'm going to be giving back a donation of our a percentage of our profits to uh the tribes and also to his daughter because i just felt so connected to there so i, I I really want to start incorporating more of uh, donations and charity into um, into um, not into, but from the profits that I'm receiving from giving, right? And giving. Yeah, giving. that's beautiful. I love that. And when you think about, you know, we all grow up with money mantras. What's what was one money mantra you grew up with? Hmm. One money mantra. I would say. My mom was always just like, always have a hard work ethic because that's going to get you far. And sometimes I look at that from a perspective of like, yeah, we don't have to work so hard anymore to like receive and feel worthy of receiving. But I acknowledged her hard work ethic in just providing the best life she could for herself and me. So I always take, I always pride myself in my work ethic when I'm like passionate, when I'm you know, when I have to show up for other people, like I'm always like 110% giving. So I would say that was like our mantra, just like earn, like earn for what you work for. Mm -hmm. I love that. That's beautiful. Well, thank you so much, Jessica, for sharing your story, for being on the show. What's one tip that you can give to our listeners that will help them move the needle in their finances? I would say truthfully, look at your money. Like every day, make sure you check your account, even if it's triggering, even if you're like, oh my gosh, I don't want to look because facing the truth is going to help you change and shift your money patterns. And that was a big thing for me, recognizing I don't need to spend X amount of money at the grocery store or at Target, you know? And so when I actually looked at what was coming in, what was coming out, it gave me just the truth of where I could do better and have and and, uh, allocate my money in a better way. So I would say first and foremost, look at the truth, look at the bank account every day to see where things are coming in and coming out of from. Oh, I love that. Thank you again so much for being here. And for those of you listening, check the show notes to connect with Jessica, reach out to her, especially if you want to work through some of these, you know, stories that you're telling yourselves and, you know, take advice on her money tip, check your numbers every day. When we, what we pay attention on, what we focus on grows. And remember, it doesn't matter how much money you make, it's what you do with it. Hmm. Thanks for tuning into the show. Give us a five-star review and share it with your friends. Get ready to activate wealth. 
Be the next millionaire with a simple adjustment of your finances using an energetically aligned money multiplier system. You get to build wealth by partnering with money. It's time to have fun with finances. Pick a date. The link is in the show notes to book your wealth activation call where you will get the one solution to multiply your money. Remember, it doesn't matter how much money you make. It's what you do with it.